Talking Leaders is a Voquinexus production. We help leaders who want people to really hear what they have to say. Now, the third V is visual. Now, in a book uh, where you're talking about speaking skills, I think maybe people wouldn't necessarily think visual was important, but it's, it's up there with the other two, verbal and vocal. So talk to us a bit about why visual is also equally important. The simple fact is that when you are looking at someone and listening to them at the same time, if what you see doesn't match what you hear, you inherently believe your eyes, seeing is believing, more than you believe what you hear, more than you believe your ears. And so you're willing to discredit the oral, the audio input. Um, I had a client, we were working on his public speaking skills, and he was a fidgeter. Hands were constantly in motion, you know, scratching his head, playing with his goatee, folding his arms, touching his face, hands in the pockets, constant motion. So we did it. Mm. He didn't realize this, of course. So we did a preliminary video, just a minute or two sampling. And when we watched it, all I did was ask him afterwards, so what'd you think? And he was quiet for a second. And then he looked at me and he said, I'm going to cut off my hands. <laughs> I thought, okay, my point has been made. I, I need to say nothing else. But he didn't realize it. And the fact is, his body language was so distracting that mm. you couldn't hear what he was saying. And no matter how high his title was, no matter how much authority he had, no matter how much knowledge and expertise he possessed, if you're looking at somebody who looks like they're almost jumping out of their skin, they're so uncomfortable, it makes you subconsciously or subconsciously ready to discredit much of what they say, not willing to maybe take him on as a client or be his client or let him yeah. lead. There's too much in you that creates doubt as opposed to creating the impression of credibility, which is the cornerstone of leadership image, that it distracts from everything else. It undermines everything else. So you have to be able to, to package. And even to the extent that you're on a uh, on a call like this, where we, you can't see me physically, the fact is my body language still influences the sound of my voice. So it will come across if my posture is not good, it'll limit my air. So it might sound more fry, more vocal fry, a little more creaky at different points like this. Or if, my, if I'm not smiling or I'm not facially animated when I talk, then my voice is more likely to be flat because the muscles in my face do actually have an influence on my voice. You can hear how it's flattening out now because I'm not letting my face emote. Uh, there's so yeah. many influences that your body has on your voice. You cannot try to hide literally and figuratively behind the fact that they cannot see you through technology. They can still hear what you look like. So your body language does matter always. Mm, mm. You have a nice acronym, I think, as well to help people focus on the things. Um, PEGS? Yes. I think PEGS is a nice, easy acronym, P-E-G-S. P is for posture. So whether you're sitting or standing, own your space, stay your ground, uh, for all the reasons I just listed as far as especially breath support and whatnot. Uh, e is for eyes, so making sure you use good eye contact, making sure you're not looking up at the ceiling, trying to hope that the script and the answer is up there when you're guessing something, etc. 
um, G is for gestures. And gestures are both with regard to your hands, as well as your body, your head, your, your shoulders. I had a client who was very loose in his body language and you know, been raised in kind of an inner city environment. And um, so a lot of upper body movement. But what we realized was that he was shrugging his shoulders a lot as a part of a natural speech cadence. And his head was always very ever so gently shaking back and forth as he was talking. Mm. So between the two, while his words may have been saying, yes, join me, here's my pitch, sign here, let's do this kind of agreement, his shoulders were saying, I don't know. And his head was saying, no, don't do it. Yeah. Back and forth. So he was really sending very mixed signals. And you, you wonder why the clients are going, you know, I... I know your skills are great, so I want you on the team to do all the legwork, but could you just make sure your boss is always in on these big meetings too? I just want to make sure he agrees. Right, right, right. So he was sabotaging himself. His head and his shoulders were sabotaging his ability to come across as a convincing leader yeah. to the most important stakeholders. Yeah. And smile? Oh, sorry. Sorry. That was our G. And then yeah. the S, of course, the S in pegs is for smile. And it doesn't have to be always a big monkey grin from ear to ear across your face, but recognizing what facial expressions you are making. And to that point, literally smiling when the time is right. I worked with a CFO who I was working with him on his board presentation skills. And especially at the end of the year, they'd had a fantastic year. The sales were way beyond projections at the, at the start of the year. So he should have been ecstatic and convincing the the board that they should be equally ecstatic and basically give him free reign to do whatever they needed to do for the next year because it had such great uh, traction so far. But the way he was delivering it was his face was so expressionless that it was almost like he was saying we were 50% down mm. as opposed to up. And much like in a restaurant, you eat with your eyes first. You you are going to interpret someone's message with a filter that's created based on, again, what you see and the sound as it comes out before you have a chance to process what the words and the numbers actually are. So again, as I mentioned before, since your facial expressions impact your voice, your intonation, et cetera, He's describing this this really incredible year that they had, but it's sort of coming across like this. Not everybody finds it easy to uh, smile spontaneously and naturally, though, do they? I mean, my mother was always being told uh, when people would come up to her, uh, when her face was at rest, and they'd say, oh, dear, Helena, you know, is something wrong? Or don't worry, it'll never happen. And she was perfectly happy, but her face just wasn't in a smile. And I've inherited that. And what I've uh, what I've learned though is I can smile. I do have a smile, but that I need to put my face in smile ready mode. And <laughs> I need to be ready to smile because what I found was I recognise the importance of smiling. But if your face is just naturally falls into a non smile, maybe even a glum expression, if you then suddenly smile, you look weird. Well, yes, but it's. It's contextual, right? Yeah. It's not about can you just walk around with a, a vapid grin on your face all the time? No. That's not what I'm advocating, of course. But if I, if you had to come home and tell your family, guess what? I just won the lottery. There's a yeah. million pounds coming our way. Would you also say that with the same tone no, of no, voice as saying, no, no, oh, no. the electric bill came in today? No. no. <laughs> I mean, there would be a little bit different no. natural 
reaction on your face, I would assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's the point, is that when, remember, everything is about alignment. Do the words that are coming out sound reinforced by the tone of your voice and by the visual packaging, the your facial expressions and your body yeah. language? Is there an energy about it? Do you seem happy about it or not? Because if you're telling me that this is a great opportunity, but your face is going, Meh, it's okay, yeah. then I'm going to be less likely to believe that this is really a great opportunity and to go along with it. So the situation has to match. I mean, I worked with a client who was a funeral home director and needless to say, a big grin was not a part of her daily experience. No. But there is a difference between just looking perpetually sad and somber versus when you do have a chance to finally meet the meet a family or to talk to a new client, uh, you know, under unfortunate circumstances that they may be, depending on the conversation, at some point, there may be a moment when there would just be a little smile of, of support or something that says, you know, we'll take care of everything, I promise you. You don't don't worry about a thing, we've got it all covered. Just a little reassuring, small smile, a little motherly smile, a little comforting smile not a big ear to ear we just had the best year of sales ever mm. grin it's mm. all about does it match and what are you looking to project to your audience what do you want them to see in you not just the unhappiness of you know i'm a military drill sergeant we're going to take care of this and we'll make sure that the whole funeral runs according to plan don't worry that's oh, oh i mean okay i mean I, i'm glad that i guess i believe that you'll make sure everything is met to the letter but i don't find comfort no. In that. Yeah. So where is the comfort yeah. in that delivery? That's what's going to make me feel a little bit more at peace in that scenario. Yeah. Yeah. I'm smiling now. <laughs> okay. 